Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today we talk to Ken Cahill, CEO of Silvercloud Health, recently named Business Person of the Month by Irish Times. He talks about how the Irish platform has been used by more than 300 organisations worldwide to support mental health. A spin-out from university and hospital research, Silvercloud was acquired during the summer by Amwell Health for an undisclosed sum. Joined here today by Ken Cahill, whose company Silvercloud Health was recently acquired by Amwell. Silvercloud are a main force in the area of mental health, uh, particularly working with companies to you know ensure their work for workers, are, you know, where mental health is looked after and their well-being is looked after. Um, you're very welcome, Ken. Thank you, John. Great to be here. Yeah, so I suppose really the uh, first things first, Silvercloud is a company that's always been on my radar for particularly the last three or four years. You've been growing and growing and growing. You raised about $16 million about a year and a half ago or a year ago, I think. And then, of course, during the summer, you were acquired by Amwell there. And as far as I can tell from your posture and the, the, the kind of language afterwards, it's really that it's business as usual for you guys. You're still focused on, on what you're about. So tell, tell us about the Silver Cloud story. Yeah, certainly happy to. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey. I got involved in Silver Cloud when it was in the latter stages of its sort of research. Um, it was as part of the NDRC, the National Digital Research Centre, um, which was... Um, I suppose really designed to help commercialize later stage academic and clinical and other types of research um, for Ireland Inc. Silvercloud was, I suppose, a project at the time that was involving uh, Gavin Doherty, Dr. Gavin Doherty from Trinity College, uh, Department of Computer Science and Statistics, Dr. John Sherry, um, as well as the sort of the team that were in the NDRC working, which is James and Karen. We spun it out from that research in early 2012 to form who we are today. And I suppose the the journey kind of from five to we're probably 120 people uh, has been a has been an interesting one. Plenty of plenty of ups, a couple of downs, of course, as there always will be. But we sort of held true to that kind of mission and a good old-fashioned Irish humbleness in terms of we're not experts, uh, we're, we're good at what we know, um, but we're always willing to learn more and, and, and get better. Um, and that was kind of the approach that we took. We looked at existing um, solutions in the marketplace and, and how they had failed to deliver in terms of, of, of mental health care. So when you look at it, Digital delivery of mental health has a couple of barriers. They are low user or patient engagement, high user or patient dropout, and limited clinical improvement. So essentially, they kind of failed to, to deliver what they, they kind of had promised to do. And the team had worked really, really hard before I got involved in it at the research stage. And what they were trying to do, the work ethic, the passion, and the caring that was there was kind of second to none. Um, so we spun it out in, in March 2012 um, today, and today we serve well over 300 organizations worldwide, uh, enabling them um, to deliver out. So we can operate as the, the trusted partner uh, with a health system, a health plan or insurer, and indeed large corporates, as you mentioned, uh, enabling them to deliver effective mental health care at scale. And that's, yeah, that's kind of some of the journey in a, in a bit of a potted history. And were, were you, uh, you know, a, a, a technology person or were you on the, the kind of medical side? How, how did you how did you get involved in Silver Cloud and how did you evolve with it? Yeah, I th- so from a college perspective, uh, it was computing and IT. So it was the tech side. I did a bit of de- developing and coding and whatever else. Wasn't particularly good at it. Could could code uh, my way out of a paper bag, but, but wasn't, a, wasn't a, a very good one. Um, 
but I'd always had a grow and an interest um, from, I suppose, from family, from from my parents, from my dad, uh, in business. Um, mm. And I loved the ability to be able to apply, um, I, I suppose, apply both worlds together. And I think healthcare is the most interesting of those where you can kind of get this trifecta going where you can apply technology, couple that together with business acumen um, or, or, or sort of commercial nows um, into a healthcare environment and help rid inefficiencies or help provide such increases in scale, in access, in improvement. Um, and no more a field than uh, mental health, which thankfully is kind of, getting a lot more attention than it used mm. to a number of years back. But if we kind of cast your mind back to 2010, 2011, it, it really wasn't, um, it wasn't at the fore of it is today. It was definitely the question. And it was the, you know, we could all picture the, the bar stool at home uh, in Dublin or in Ireland. Um, and it might be the, the last guy talking to the other last guy or gal at the bar stool saying, I'm not feeling quite right. Um, and none of us were structured in terms of how mm. we, I suppose, articulate or share or or impart uh, anything or even maybe suggest what the pathways were to help people with yeah. low mood, with anxiety. And I think even sort of in the early days of Silvercloud, it was people would admit things like they were stressed, but it would never go beyond that. Now, today, I think even with COVID as a backdrop, if there is a positive to come from COVID, not saying that there really is, but it's definitely allowed the communication that I'm not just feeling stressed, but I'm feeling anxious. I have anxiety about yeah. X, Y, or Z, uh, or D, Z. Um, and that's that's some of the changes that have happened over the over the past past number of years as well. I think that's what people were afraid of in the past as well. Like, I mean, if you, as much as said you were depressed or anxious, that you're almost being judged by people who didn't quite understand that as as something to be concerned about or to support you with. That it was almost like you're you're almost putting a cloud over yourself. I mean, uh, you know, that, that was kind of the, this, the strange way we looked at it. But we've come a long way in just 10 years, but I don't think we're anywhere near where we can be. I think I think particularly situations like COVID have only emphasised particularly, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the kind of things that are happening to people and the, the, the kind of trouble people are in. It's only increased our awareness of it. But are we? do you think we're any better at, 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 at workplaces themselves? Maybe thanks to Silver Cloud are probably better at addressing it. I think I think there's still a long, long way to go. Um, mm. And I'm not a clinician; I'm a lay person. But but it certainly can can sort of I, I suppose be empathetic in terms of both uh, a boss, an employer, and indeed an employee, um, and and a colleague, and, and and a peer within an organisation. So I can certainly emphasise, you know, the the challenges and isolation that causes. I, I would be fearful without scaremongering of the impacts that COVID will, the reactions we've had to do as a result of COVID will have in the medium term, the short to medium term on all of us, um, both um, uh, parents or, or, or folks who have dependents, um, just through to anyone who's living in a one bed apartment who mm. has been kind of stuck um, in terms of the space and the lack of space um, in terms of being able to break away um, and get exercise, get fresh air, and, and those, and, and I, I wouldn't say a victim of, but I've certainly, uh, I haven't sort of followed my own medicine uh, in terms of, of certainly over the last number of years. The work has to get done. We're busy. We're this and the other. Um, but you know the the old adage of of sharpening the axe to to chop the trees down faster by pausing and, and spending that time is is the right thing to do. So mm. 
I think organizations have improved their approach for sure, uh, but I think there's still a long way to go. And I think mental health should be framed in, in multiple uh, phases and indeed stages. And it's some of what we, we've done here at SilverCloud is having it so that it's both uh, seen as, as a, a tool for uh, resilience, uh, stress management, helping you with sleep hygiene. So arguably call it almost a, a positive element uh, to improve, um, as well as one there to, to sort of help catch um, someone with low mood or with um, insomnia or with um, depression or anxiety. And I think that's some of the great things that, that the guys, the team here at SilverCloud are doing is delivering across that kind of more full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps with stigma as well. So if you're working in a large corporate uh, environment, you see somebody using SilverCloud, do you say, hey, you know, that's cool. What's that like? Um, you might do because they might be using it for the sleep. It might be using it for mindfulness, for uh, journaling, for some of those sort of, you know, more worried well challenges um, rather than SilverCloud being seen just solely as being full clinical uh, intervention grade, which is what we do operate within, say, the NHS and major insurers around the world, but also being able to offer that more positive, more resilience, more, um, you know, uh, helping people to act, think and feel better approach Mm. to mental health, which I think is such a huge component, Um, particularly here, I'm, I'm based in Boston. And, you know, chronic issues and chronic disease is a very big factor and matter, um, you know, with with uh, a very significant percentage of Americans, I believe, but 60% of Americans today have at least one chronic illness. And every chronic illness out there has a very high comorbidity or coexistence with mental health challenges. Um, and the approach that Silvercat has taken with the chronic care is saying, well, perhaps we can, we can help benefit the mental health elements to benefit benefit the physical to therefore benefit the mental and positively spiral upwards for once rather than rather than spiraling downwards as we we often think of that um and that's some of the approach and that's kind of at the ethos of of everything that we do and tell me about the uh your own experiences and insights on growing an innovation company in ireland because you mentioned there it spun out of the various uh research from the various hospitals and, and trendy college you were an ndrc company uh but you've been gathering pace over the years. Tell me about the scaling journey. How 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 you felt, or when did it feel that this this was really on the road to where it's going? Uh, there's probably no individual point that I could point to that was sort of said. You know, I I'm that, that sort of person who suffers from uh, always wanting to be at the destination but never enjoying the journey. Um, and <laughs> uh, it's maybe perhaps as part of the bug. I don't know. I'm sure there are moments that I will reflect back on. I, I, I probably haven't had time to digest what's happened over the summer with the acquisition, mm. um, but I, I'm sure I'll, I'll inge- digest it in, in, in good time. I mean, Ireland is a, is a phenomenal uh, place in terms of helping to really get businesses um, from, a, from a zero to a, to a starting point. I think sometimes we let ourselves down when they get beyond a certain point, when they get to the the 50 person plus the the 40 person plus levels i think the supports kind of uh, i'm not sure uh, who's meant to look after that and i'm not sure if they know who's meant to look after it either um within kind of within the sort of irish um uh, ecosystem and mm-hmm. i think that's some of the challenges um that that maybe slightly let us down versus um 
the supports and approach that might go into um, international companies looking to settle in in Ireland. That there there, there are more supports almost if you you'd almost see a gap. Um, so zero to forty, it's great, and then from forty to maybe two hundred, it fades away until you kind of get above that sort of size and scale where those supports will then reappear in. I think that's some of the challenge. I think other challenges are the fact we're an island, a relatively small population in size. And I think, uh, and I've, I've kind of shared it and said it before, um, but I think we're, we're, we're a difficult society to sell to. I think we, um, mm. we often think of, uh, oh, sure, what are you selling there now? And, um, oh, sure, we, we, I'd make that myself. Or I have a cousin who could build what you have there for cheaper or for less or whatever. <laughs> so I think we're, we can be quite challenging. And I've often told people to sort of say, listen, if you're not finding that you're getting a, a, a foothold in, in Ireland, um, look at something like Manchester, you know, where Manchester, Greater Manchester would have a, a higher population number than, than all of, of the Republic of Ireland would have. Um, and looking and sort of using that as a, um, as a key part. So for us, we had to very quickly look at, you know, we had a number of very supportive organizations like AWARE, which is a national uh, charity for suicide and depression in Ireland, have been a, an amazing supporter of ours for years. Really, in order to make Silvercloud a commercial success, we had to travel to the UK, to the NHS, to try and bring, I suppose, that market on, as well as traveling back and forth to the US. And I think that happens to a lot of of, of tech companies in mm. Ireland. Um, and it's a reasonably well-trodden path, but I think there's a lot of scary stories along the way um, of companies who have tried to stretch into the UK or indeed into the US and, and, and kind of fallen short of the mark. Mm. And, and like uh, the recent acquisition by Amwell, um, I, I, I mentioned earlier on that I get the sense that it's it's business as usual for SilverCloud. I mean, are you, are you guys going to continue operating as your own brand within the Amwell family? Yeah, that's that's the intent. Um, and Amwell, we have multiple kind of options and paths and routes forward in terms of raising money ourselves, or indeed um, taking the, the 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 approach from Amwell based on everything from cultures, values, ethics, and ethos. I know that sounds all you know uh, post um, uh, post transaction kind of strategy, looking back and saying. Oh, uh, uh, we did this because of, and then looking in the rearview mirror. But it was genuinely the truth of, of when we were approached there. We we spent a huge amount of time with them to understand and uh, culturally survey them and understand what they were doing. And at the end of the day, myself and, and my my co-founders and leadership team colleagues have put their hearts and souls in for 10, 11, 12 years into what this is. So we didn't want to just let it go. And it to be manhandled maybe is the wrong expression, but you know this is our baby at the end of the day. So um, the Amwell acquisition has meant that we become a fleet uh, member, if you will, mm. so a boat within a fleet, um, within a kind of a relatively noisy space. Um, it gives us access to multiple markets. It gives us access into segments and sectors that would have taken us a lot longer to do, and plus the fact that you know um, they're which is unusual in most acquisitions, their funding is to grow and expand. You know, typically you see the, the, the dreaded word of synergies 
and uh, and companies being downsized significantly, and, and that's just not the case with with Amwell and Silvercloud. To the fact that we're going to double the size of the organisation over the next twelve months, and that applies wow. a huge amount of pressure on our our talent acquisition team and our HR team and other teams like that. But yeah, Amwell believe our story and and kind of what we're saying. You know, our our purpose and our mission is to help people improve their mental health through technology, and they really do do believe that, and they want to fund us to achieve that. So that's. When you say it's business as usual, it's, it's probably almost uh, an uptick in pace, never mind business as usual, which is kind of not the norm after an acquisition. Very good. And and, and the actual mission, um, the spotlight on mental health and well-being, especially in the workforce, especially in the wake of COVID-19. I mean, we alluded to it a lot. There's a lot of isolation out there. A lot of people who, you know, the, the, the traditional workplace chums, the, the environment they used to be in, you know, so for some people... You know, out of different dispositions, you've got extroverts who love that environment, or might be introverts who might be just love work, working at home and all that kind of thing. But ultimately, uh, mental health in the workplace post COVID nineteen, how big a factor will it be in a, in how companies will organise themselves, and what's the opportunity in for Silver Cloud? I think it's I think it's in every facet of how, of how a business will conduct itself. I think it's right away across the the. The meeting room structures, the the layout of the of the floor, uh, in terms of an organisation, through to how you comes, um, how you structure meetings, how you try and ensure people are taking um, personal time off. It's kind of every single facet across the whole organisation. When you compare that back to being within an organisation, you can just catch somebody at the coffee machine or or making a cup of tea, and you can just catch them and go, are "You okay? Is everything okay?" and all of a sudden you get access to versus a really tiny little box within a, a Zoom window or a Teams or, or, or equivalent. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most missing pieces for me as a, as a kind of organizational leader. Uh, I miss that. I miss the sort of time with my colleagues. And I do miss the, the kind of going and grabbing a beer after work. And that's when the ideas flourish and the creativity flourishes and the what about have we ever, no, God, we've never done that. Or have we looked at the, Jesus, we should, or, or whatever it might be. I think that's a big challenge. I think directionality is a challenge. I think alignment is a challenge. I think commitment is a challenge. All these things are big challenges right now. Um, uh, we kind of, at, at, at Silvercloud, you know, we're still speaking with the team members to try and understand what the best route forward is. I think most people, most organizations have settled on a hybrid model. Mm. Of of a, of a work environment, I know you know for and we said before we we started the interview. Um, I myself, it's an hour commute into the office here in Boston. Um, it's an hour each way. It's two hours lost. It's on a, a really mm. noisy uh, a train called the the T, and uh, you can't even make a phone call on it. Um, so it's two hours gone every single day. Versus I can, you know, uh, get to work straight away. But the counter is, I do miss the. The, the little nuggets, the little ge- the gems, the little extra pieces that you pick up when you're beside mm. somebody that you don't need to have an actual meeting for yeah. that you need to do in this kind of virtual world. So it's a kind of blessing and a curse what we have today. Um, but the ability to be able to deliver um, access to, you know, evidence-based, validated mental health care is kind of what we've tried to pioneer at SilverCloud for for nigh on almost two two decades at this stage um and we've had a high degree of success with it so far where we we power and enable right the way across that spectrum of kind of worried well sleep 
stress management, resilience, um, uh, living in COVID times, living in, in challenging times and, and some of the challenges around that, all the way through to those interventional problems with depression, anxiety, insomnia, uh, and even into the chronic disease elements, as I mentioned already. So um, digital enables that access to all of those you know, most vital of assets within the organization, which are which are the people. And I think more and more organizations are becoming aware or more or hyper aware that the people are the most important thing. Without those, they're kind of just a shell of a company. Um, yeah. And if you don't look after uh, your team, your staff, your employees, someone else will. Very true. And what technologically do you think will change? I mean, like, I, I think a lot of the, the hint is in your name, Silver Cloud, I mean, in terms of technologies that, that people use. But we're also in a time of, of course, everyone's got a smartphone, but then people have watches, smartwatches, wearables, all kinds of different devices. Do you, where do you see the technological journey for the future of Silver Cloud? So we've, you know, so we have the, the purpose and mission is to help people improve their mental health through technology. And, and that statement was a highly debated topic or a highly debated statement within the organization. And one of the words that was part of it was we had through cutting edge technology. But truly, we don't want to deliver through cutting edge technology. We want to deliver through readily available technology. Hmm. We're not about cutting edge. We're about accessible and yeah. accessible and, and accessibility. And, you know, there are... Um, really cool tech pieces out there like virtual reality, like all these other tech pieces. The challenge is they're not, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare say they're not prime time. I would say they're not in enough people's hands that we can divert away from delivering through desktop, tablet, mobile device, leverage some of the work that we're doing with Microsoft around machine learning and AI. So what we want to do is our focus is deliver more to more people in a better, smarter, and more in-context way. Um, so with the ultimate focus and goal on, on helping people get, act, feel, and do better, and that's the ultimate goal for us. So if we can get, if we can compete on that mission, we need to do so by getting them uh, earlier and easier access to, to mental health care. Very good. And a final question is the ongoing development of Ireland's technology ecosystem. Now, you're based in Boston, but you've obviously been through the mill in Ireland and, and know how everything works and, and everything else. Uh, a lot has been made of, um, you know, do have we diversified enough as an economy? Are we doing enough to support our indigenous companies versus multinationals? I don't think it's an us or them thing. I think they're both mutually coexistent and mutually beneficial. But at the same time, you know, there's many an SME who says, you know, we don't quite get the same advantages as, say, a multinational might get. But looking to the future, um, you know, from the indigenous tech perspective, but also the perspective of, you know, when you think about your journey, you're now part of a multinational. You were owned by a multinational. You, well, you were, you were a growing Irish multinational now owned by a, an overall multinational. So you're probably going to see from both sides. But it, to look at, 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 clearly you care about the Irish tech ecosystem. What would you like to see happen over a couple of years to see the development done in a way that, you know, we can get our scaling companies to scale, you know, and safeguard jobs, you know, keep Ireland attractive for multinational investment and foreign direct investment, but at the same time have a bit more, you know, uh, wind beneath the, the wings of, of, our, of our indigenous companies? I don't know the direct answer to it, but, but some of the directionality in my own head is, 
you know, you look at a, a famous company here in the U.S. called Flagship, which is a very heavily invested organization that essentially will itself go along and create tens, if not hundreds of companies to address a particular concern, need, issue, or market want across everything from biotech to fintech and other, other parts of, of the challenge. The Ireland Inc. is um, a, a phenomenal location and resource and place to base yourself from. Um, I think if it was able to leverage maybe a little stronger the folks who have done it, who have been successful, uh, be it creating think tanks, be it creating um, uh, sort of founder forums, be it creating the sort of, you know, deep veins of expertise, um, of normalization, of stabilization, of this is normal on the entrepreneurial journey and leveraging some of the amazing people who have gone before us all, I think that would be a phenomenal step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you think about it, you know, 10 years ago, would I have thought I'd be living in Boston for coming on up where myself, my wife and two kids are here four years next month. Would we have made that journey if I wasn't able to connect to a number of people who had previously made the journey and demystified, simplified it, you know, said, talk to X, Y, and Z around visas, do this around banking, do this around... It's almost we almost need to shift into some sort of playbooks into leveraging the uh, expertise that we have of the past. Hmm. That's kind of why Ireland is recognised internationally because we were well travelled, but we're very supportive of each other as well. Hmm. And if we were able to create a sort of a, almost a lattice structure to help other entrepreneurs climb um, faster than we all could, um, I think that would be phenomenal. Brilliant. With that, Ken, thank you so much for your time. I, I, I wish you guys best of luck. I think I think it's a great story and uh, wonderful to see. And, and it's good to see. Uh, I will I, I, I refrain from saying uh, business as usual. Uh, business accelerated, maybe. <laughs> Certainly. Thank you so much, John.